Welcome to the Phil Nason Show, brought to you by PlayUp Sportsbook. PlayUp welcomes all bettors and offers the best prices on the market. They are also proud to be an official betting partner of the New Jersey Devils. Check them out online or in the App Store and see for yourself why PlayUp is your best bet. You're listening to a pre-recorded edition of the Phil Nason Show. The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play, and please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. We're here to help you become a more smarter and profitable sports better. And we have a terrific show planned for you today. PlayUp Sportsbook presents the Phil Nason Show. Sign up for an account and find out why. PlayUp is always your best bet. That's playup.com. Cash with Flash, best bets. We have premium packages, daily picks. We have everything you need in order to succeed at sports betting. Cashwithflash.com Also, all picks from the Phil Nason Show are now tracked by BetStamp. BetStamp provides broadcasters and handicappers alike a free platform to track their picks in one easy-to-follow format. They also allow cappers to sell their picks directly from the site. BetStamp.app is the destination, and it works like a charm. Michael Noonan's here. What's happening, man? It's Monday. Good morning, Phil. Hey, good it's morning. Monday. Vikings are on Monday night football. You should be on cloud nine. No. No. Right. No. No. We're going to go against each other in this game. I, I, I'm pretty sure. We'll talk about that in a minute. Week 15. COVID nightmare. Some interesting games, though. What did you find most interesting this week? You know, maybe it's just me, but it really wasn't very interesting. Is anybody any damn good? I have a hard time with that right now. That's the parody in the league. That's what makes it really challenging to pick winners. And it's fun as a fan, I guess, if you're a general fan of the National Football League. But if you're a team-specific fan... That's a question you're probably asking yourself this morning. Is my team good? And there's really no way to tell. The most interesting things to me, and maybe I get hung up on stuff that I shouldn't, but watching um, Baltimore, that team is, I mean, they're signing people out of the the hot dog vendors to play corner now. Right. Right. between COVID and IR, they're really in a bad way. And they dang near won that game. Yes. Because, because they were coached up and prepared. And I just marvel at how good of a football coach John Harbaugh is. Oh, yeah. That's a good tree there. The brother's not bad either, but yeah. You know what I find interesting? Because I pay attention to like coach-player interactions it's from those all those years, 38 years worth of tennis, coaching anyway. And, and it's it never ceases to amaze me how often these players speak about 
this guy. This kid, Tyler Huntley, he, he was my favorite pick out of that draft. I love that Utah team. I love what he did. He actually signed with an agency that I'm close with, with, with Goal Line. And I couldn't be happier for that kid, to be honest with you. He's going to make some money. Oh, he's going to make some real money, and, and, and deservedly so. He may end up staying there. You know, I don't know what you do with a guy like uh, Lamar Jackson, who is incredible in his own right for what he does. Maybe you could have like a Steve Young, Joe Montana thing going on there. Well, you can, can't have it for long. No, but, he's going to be gone. Yeah, one of them will. The other thing that uh, I have to say, because I've spent most of my adult life as a football fan making fun of the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I'm sure you have. You had a lot of reason to. My my favorite football team has given nothing but excuses for that. This guy might turn this thing around. Oh, gosh. I was so happy for them yesterday. It's not even funny. You know, when he got hired, he said some relatively ridiculous things, and so everybody made fun of him again. Uh, but they, they, they flat out beat the Vikings. Uh, they've come close to beating some other people. With If that's not the slowest team in the NFL, I, I, I don't know who is. And they, they beat the Cardinals yesterday. They were well coached. Oh, yeah. I'm, that's there's no two ways about it um and then if you look at some of these other teams you look at tampa bay last night you know tampa bay looked like they hadn't practiced in three weeks right um and and bruce arians teams can do that sometimes uh but it just got brought back what i've said before on this program and that's you cannot overestimate the impact of coaching in the NFL. That's exactly right. And people do it all the time. You know, they talk about dismissing these guys without who's coming in next. Urban Meyer. That was an interesting thing. You know, that's one that never should have happened. No, uh, no. And, and I'm sure the Jacksonville Jaguars ownership probably feels exactly like you do right now. Well, and, and I'm sure they're trying to get out of paying this guy whatever, however many millions they're committed to for the next five years. Looks like to me uh, like one of those smash and grabs the legal way. Yeah. I I watched them yesterday. I thought they'd do uh, better than they did. Uh, not much talent on that team. And you wonder if, uh, you know, how many years did we hear about Trevor Lawrence? We heard about Trevor Lawrence when he was coming out of high school. I remember that, yes. And it's been nonstop since then. And that poor guy, <laughs> are, are we looking at another David Carr? You know, he's not getting beat up to that degree, but he seems confused to that degree. Wow. Uh, so yeah, I don't like this parody. <laughs> okay. Because it looks like junk to me. And I, I don't know. I mean, it's really hard. And I think we've got to be real careful because we don't know how COVID has affected these teams because we're, we're two years into this garbage now. Right. Uh, but they don't look like they're practicing. Uh, they, so many teams don't look prepared. 
it, it's it's just hard to watch. It's not fun for me right now. Uh, and that, that's pretty, you know, and then it comes down to we were big on Arizona. Arizona looked terrible yesterday. Well, yeah, they looked like they hadn't practiced. That's another team that looked like they hadn't practiced. Maybe they're looking, yeah. they, you know, a lot of these, I think in these kind of situations, these teams look past teams like Detroit. Oh, we're going to walk in there and they're going to lay down for us. I don't think any NFL team is going to do that, except for maybe Jacksonville. But uh, that's awful. That's awful. But you know what we do know? Is that the Baltimore Ravens were more than prepared for yesterday's game. Despite everything. Yeah. they have, Now, they, they have a reason to be upset. They could have had their game moved, too. But they didn't. That's well, they've got so many guys on IR, I'm not sure it would have mattered. Yeah, they're in big trouble. And yet, they still go out and compete. And they they had a good chance yesterday. Baltimore looked good. Who else do you look good yesterday? Uh, who looked good? Uh, Green Bay, I still think, is probably the best team in the NFC. Um. It's it's just really hard right now, uh, and I guess the flip side of this, Phil, is that if your favorite team makes it to the playoffs, they might have a chance. Usually, we go in and we know that the top seeds are pretty much going to end up in uh, going far in the playoffs. But with this mess that we're looking at now. If your people make it in, they've got a shot. And I suppose that's cause for hope. Um, some of these other... <laughs> I, I shouldn't say this every week, but I do. I mean, did you watch any of that Miami game? I, I watched most of it because I'm a Jets fan too. I didn't watch the Lions game. I was afraid to. I watched it because I expected this is the game where... Arizona stands up and says, "Enough of this nonsense. Let's let's clinch the division and let's go look like a playoff team." And they looked like a clown show. Well, they look tough. You know what? They look like a team missing their best playmaker. DeAndre Hopkins is out for the rest of the season. And if this is indicative of that, if it's not just poor preparation, which is what I think it is. Uh, then they're in they're in real trouble. If 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 they can't function as an offense, and it's not like they don't have other people, because they sure do. Uh, then, and, and you can't beat a team that's had one win. You know, time to rethink Arizona, isn't it? If Detroit had their uh, ATS record, they'd be in the playoffs. Really. I think so. I think they've caught. I think they're seven and six against the spread. Don't quote that. I, I can find out real quick, but I think so. I think that they are. Yeah, I think they are. Let's see. But uh, the end of the day, I'll tell you what. I'm still not buying the Indianapolis Colts. I don't care what anybody says. I think they got lucky. It was a bad quarter for the Patriots. I'm still pissed about that. I didn't even make a pick on Sunday because I was so pissed. We had a few of them for the show that people could follow at BetStamp. 
But I didn't send out any premium picks because that one pissed me off. <laughs> I don't I don't like to <laughs> handicap games when I'm that mad. So I just left it be. But uh, Detroit, I believe all games, Detroit is, uh, let's see here. Oh, maybe I misspoke. Oh, wait, against the spread. Oh, that's overall. 2-11, Michael. Detroit is 9-5-0 against the spread. They're the fifth best team in the money this season. Yeah, I, I just like they play really hard and they're you know and they're prepared and, and they're they're prepared and they don't make excuses they go, they go out and they they do their best and if he can take that same attitude and keep it with better talent that's a good football team next year um not a great football team cuz i'm not a big golf fan at all nor am i but you know, there, there's hope in Detroit. I think there's more hope in Detroit than there is in Chicago and Minnesota. Well, maybe in Chicago. I would think that people would have plenty of hope in Minnesota. I think Minnesota has done okay this season, Michael. They're, they, there's Okay, they're 6-7, and seven, but they have Kirk Cousins as their quarterback. They just yes. don't play well on the road, but I think tonight is the night they turn that around. No, tonight's the night they lose. To a to an undermanned team like the Bears. So let's let's talk about how Chicago will beat Minnesota. Okay, so and we're going to do that preview now before we get into some of these other things I have. Okay, Chicago uh, has kind of a, a jinx on Minnesota in Chicago anyway over the last few years. Okay, they are undermanned, but they've got two people coming back. One's Eddie Goldman, mm-hmm. who's been a Viking killer. And more importantly, here here's Minnesota in a nutshell. Akeem Hicks is going to come back tonight. What Akeem Hicks does uh, to Garrett Bradbury is violent and sometimes pornographic. It's <laughs> embarrassing to watch. <laughs> Minnesota cannot handle that sort of uh, inside push. And their next three games are Akeem Hicks, Aaron Donald, and Kenny Clark. Oh, lovely. Minnesota's done. Okay. Uh, they also are lacking both starting defensive ends for Minnesota. So what you're going to see is uh, a lot of David Montgomery on outside zone runs. You're going to see uh, fields probably taken off around the ends quite frequently. They will have – tonight's a good David Montgomery night. Uh, and today tonight is probably a pretty good Chicago defense night because Minnesota cannot handle that sort of pressure up the middle. The, the center and the right guard are garbage. And it's – it's almost predictable. And when you, when Cousins gets that kind of pressure in his face, especially from the get-go, he gets rattled and he never settles down. So a cold night in Chicago. Uh, the, the, I think we're down to like the third string practice squad defensive ends. So watch those kind of outside zone runs. Uh, look at looking to 
get around the corner, look at it for uh, Justin Fields and David Montgomery. Uh, and if Cousins has pressure, it, it takes away uh, Justin Jefferson because Cousins can't get the ball to him. Well, they're going to get pressure. The Vikings have been sacked, or Cousins, I should say, has been sacked 18 times over his last five games. But tonight is my night for Dalvin Cook. Tonight is one of those nights where Dalvin Cook could end up back on IR. Or, Or that, yes. But you know what? I have a funny feeling. Chicago secondary is banged up. COVID it up, whatever you want to call it. They're in big trouble. I, I just don't trust Justin Fields. I don't think he's all that. I think he should have stayed in college. But then we wouldn't have got to see C.J. Stroud if that were the case. The end of the story is Justin Fields is so erratic that it isn't funny. I've watched them play a few times this year. I don't like this quarterback. I think they were better off with Trubisky. This is a bad choice. He might run the football a little bit, but mentally his football development is stopped. I haven't seen any improvement from this kid. Of course, he has a. And also, we have Matt Nagy, who's not that good of a football coach. He's going up against Mike Zimmer, who probably isn't that great either. But they have weapons. Thielen might come back tonight too. And I Thielen can be on the field tonight. He is. He shouldn't be. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he'll push it, but I, my guess is he's not. And if he is, he's not going to be very effective. You, uh, Minnesota should run with uh, Justin Jefferson, K.J. Osborne, and D.D. Westbrook. That's yeah, – sending Adam Thielen out there limping just doesn't make any sense to me. Right. This is a big game, though. They need this one. But – the other thing is, is that Mike Zimmer, and I wish I'd have pulled some numbers. I'm not usually a number puller, okay. but there are numbers on Mike Zimmer and rookie quarterbacks. And Mike Zimmer tends to make them uh, think too much. And when they're, and when Minnesota has a pass rush, which they don't right now, he makes things very difficult for them. But Zimmer's going to throw him a lot of looks, and if what people say is true, I don't know. Justin Fields could end up very confused and having a very difficult time. But if they can run the ball with Montgomery, it's not going to matter a whole lot. Yeah, that could be true. I, I'm going to go against you, though, because this is an interesting game for me. I think the, I, I know the Vikings have looked horrible, but the Bears, I just don't trust them at all. Not even a little bit. The total's interesting, though, too. 45 and a half. I think, that's, I think this game is going to be one of those 10-3 games with Minnesota covering tonight. That, that number is really high. So the only thing I'm going to touch on this game would be the under. Yeah, and if, we're going to do if, that, too. If you look at Minnesota games, Minnesota-Chicago games, historically over the last three years or or so, I think the number is around 33. <laughs> they're not they're not big scoring games. It's 
It's going to be cold there tonight too, so that is probably. Uh, Wait, I thought the number is. What's the number you've got? I, I think got, it's six in Oregon. What is it? I think it's six and a half. It's six and a half here too. I got it play up six and a half. Uh, let me see. And the total, the total should be. I usually have this up, and I accidentally closed this. But the total should be. Right around forty-five and a half, I'm thinking, and that's exactly what it is. Forty-five and a half, six and a half minus one ten for Minnesota, and over forty-five and a half is minus one ten. Under forty-five and a half is one ten. So we're gonna go under forty-five and a half, and we're gonna take the Vikings, and and you're gonna take the Bears and the points, right? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So the Vikings, the single pick, uh, the under is for the show. And the Vikings pick is my premium pick. I guess you got that for free, didn't you? So I'm going to have to log that in two places because we disagreed. But this ought to be a fun game. You know, I'm just kind of glad that there's football a couple more days this week because everything in the world is like going nuts with COVID (laughs) And all this nonsense. So what I'm going to do is when I finish the show and put it up, I'm not even going to touch this Raiders Browns. I'm going to shop, go grocery shopping, buy a bunch of comfort food like ice cream and stuff. And I'm just going to watch football for the next week and not give a crap about what goes on outside. There you go. And then I hope then we're going to go on a campaign next year that... NFL games should be on Sundays and Mondays only. I'm done with these Thursday night games after the season, of course. I'm not sure I would care if they stopped Thursday night football. I wouldn't care. I mean, these four-day turnarounds are tough for these teams. I mean, I think a week is a long time. It's not long enough sometimes. I mean, these guys get smoked. And the way they come back and play, it's just amazing to me that their their bodies recover to the point where they can perform at such a high level in such a quick turnaround. Yeah, and with, with an extra game now, and I think they're going to try and add another one. I would think so. so. Um, the, the imposition of a four-day turnaround is too much. Just I, 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 yeah. Just, I think you're just asking too much out of uh, people's bodies at that point. Um, and with, you know, I, I can't, I keep coming back to this, but you watch these games, it's like they're not prepared to play already. I know. You know, they're not having quarterback meetings face to face anymore. They're doing meetings over Zoom again. Okay. All their team meetings are done over Zoom. And practices are uh, obviously not the same. That sucks. Yeah, the, the, the quality of football just, to me, is is not there. Ugh, you know, I, yesterday I flipped over. I was looking at the Denver game a bit. Teddy Bridgewater got smoked again yesterday. Yeah, I turned over just in time to watch him get smoked. Yeah. That was brutal. I almost called you yesterday. I'm serious because that sucked. Because 
if you remember, we talked about him a lot in different formats when he was with the Vikings. I really yeah. love watching that kid play. You know, his against the spread rate on the road is unbelievable, especially against non-conference teams. The competitive drive that that young fella has to come back from that horrific injury. And then when you see him there laying on the field and he can't move, it just was horrific. Now, from what I've been told, they're just keeping him for observation that he's going to be okay, that no major damage was done. But still, holy crap, he got smoked. You can't prevent that, though. I mean, that's just part of the game. But it always happens to the really good guys, you know? Yeah, the, the, it's just it's hard. I was thinking yesterday because I saw that and saw him go down. And I'm like, damn. Uh, be, because it, it, Minnesota fans in particular have a really soft spot for Teddy. Well, of course. Uh, and uh, it's. I started to wonder what it would be like to be a family member, watching it on TV, watch, watching it, you know, there from the stadium. What it must be like to worry about, you know, your significant others, uh, week in and week out, with the kind of damage that can be done in the NFL. Yeah, and the unseen damage. CTI is real. Or CTE is real, and uh, that's just awful. But thankfully, he's going to be all right, probably, and that's a good thing. The Dolphins look like they're going to be all right, aren't they? They've won six straight. They beat my Jets, but I, I think there was a little more luck than good. They Can they make the playoffs, you think? Anything's possible this year. But I cannot stand to watch that team play football. Yeah, what is it about the Dolphins that you don't like? Tua. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. I do not understand why people don't seem to, or maybe they are. I, I, don't, I didn't watch a great deal of it. But the entire offense is uh, trap plays and these, seven-yard crossing patterns because well, <laughs> it's, it's all he can throw. And watching him throw a deep ball, it's like, can we help you? Uh, you you want to kind of get in there and oomph with him because he just doesn't have the ability to throw. Uh, I, 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 I can't watch it. <laughs> when he was it's in college, he was okay. But when he got hurt, you know, your hips make a big difference. I've watched Jay Fiedler teach quarterbacks. He, Jay is coaching in the Northeast here while in New York, on Long Island, and other places too. And I've watched him coach kids, and it's all—it's pretty much the same throwing motion as it is tennis. So he and I uh, chat about this sometimes. And, you know, the hip rotation matters. And I don't think he can do it. But it looks, you know, his nephew, Jay's nephew, Tyler, throws the ball farther than Tua. And he's 10. Well, it, he just doesn't have the velocity, and nor does he really have a lot of accuracy. Nope, uh, he sure doesn't. That's because he's so used to throwing to amazing receivers in college that he doesn't know how to throw to average ones. Now, he lost Waddle yesterday, 
Waddle was out. That makes a big difference. That kid should be rookie of the year. I like this Jalen Waddle. But uh, he doesn't have anything else. Devontae Parker, he still has him. And he had a big game yesterday. I'm going to give him that. And then Gesicki, Gesicki, he's not bad. I like Gesicki. I like watching him. Uh, it, it was amazing watching Tua throw in a triple coverage to try to get him in the end zone. Um, can they make the playoffs? At this point, anybody that hasn't been eliminated can make the playoffs. That's fair. You know who they have coming up, though, might give us an indication, too. They're on the road against the Saints. They're on the road against the Titans. And then they host the Patriots. Yeah, the Titans kind of look cooked. They do, but I think so. But so does Miami. Miami looks cooked, too, but they seem to find ways to win. But they're not going to beat that Saints team. And they're not going to beat the Titans, and they're surely not going to beat the Patriots, even though they're hosting the Patriots. The Patriots are going to come down there and blast them. They're going to get ready for the playoffs, the Patriots. Yeah, there's a part of me that says any team that has won that many games in a row that you should kind of be paying attention to they're doing something right. Yeah, they've won six in a row. So what are they doing right? I don't know. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, you know what it is. They're what they they just come up with that big play or, and I don't think they've turned the ball over as much as they were early in the season too, but they've got so many guys banged up. Also, Gaskin doesn't look that great all the time, and now Waddles out, and you know you've got all kinds of issues there, but. They'll have a hard time beating the Saints in New Orleans. They're going to have a hard time beating Tennessee in, ten- in Tennessee. And I don't think they're going to beat the Patriots at home. So they can have their six-game winning streak, and then they're going to lose three straight. Yeah. And if, if, if they turn out to be differently, I'll be the first one to eat it. Oh, but yeah, I, I will, too. I'll be congratulating. I'll bring Jason Sarney back on. He hosts Finn Maniac's website. So I'll bring him back on if they do. I don't have any problem with that. I don't, you know, I'm not making betting predictions with it. I'm just saying that they're going to have a hard time beating these teams. They don't look that good. Like I said, I watched them play yesterday, and I thought the Jets had a chance to win. They did. They did. And, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Jets improve markedly next year either. Um I don't think he's. I don't think Salah's done a bad job there. I think he's done a great job, all things considered. You know, he got left with a mess, and you know he sticks with his team. They play hard, also. They're like they resemble the Lions in that aspect because they play hard and they try, and they've got all kinds of injuries too. Injuries to pe- people that no one have ever heard of, but they were key people. And I don't think that they've established a whole lot of things with this Zach Wilson yet. But we'll see. We'll have to see. There was one more thing I want to... Oh, here. Here we go. Dallas looked shaky again yesterday, but they found a way to cover. And they're one of the best teams at covering in the National Football League. I believe... I don't have to believe it. It's right in front of my eyes. They are 11-3 and against the spread this season. That's awesome. And you know what else? 
They've had four straight games of forcing three or more turnovers. This Dallas defense under Dan Quinn is very opportunistic, and they have the offense usually to back it up. Are you buying what Dallas is selling? Yep. I am too. Yeah. Especially if um, – so when I, I do put a shekel on a game, mm-hmm. it's this year almost always been Dallas because they do cover – they have the ability to be in any game, anytime. They've got the horses. Yes. You you can debate all day long whether or not they have the coaching, but they've got the horses. They they've do. got they've got both lines. They've got uh, good skill position players. Uh, they've got some young players. They've got this Parsons kid that I think is rookie of the year. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, and I'm a Dallas hater, but that that's going to be a team to contend with. I think so, especially once they get everything sorted. I think they're having some issues with the offensive line, and Zeke Elliott's kind of getting banged up. You know, when you're not that big to begin with, he's not a tall guy. He's so low to the ground, and he runs right through holes. He doesn't. He's not an edge runner. <laughs> he runs. Straight through the tackles. And when you do that, you get cracked. Just cracked. But he looked good yesterday in the first drive. He just tired, and they have a good backup. I don't know about the coach so much. Whatever. But the end of the day is they were doing really good until Dak got hurt. And Dak was doing really well until he got hurt. And then it looks like he's being cautious sometimes. And maybe that's his self-preservation. Maybe he wants to get the rest of his contract. He did sign a big one. It should be interesting to see what he does. But Dallas, man, that defense, though. This Micah Parsons, I wish they just had one award for rookie of the year, not defensive player or offensive player, because Micah Parsons affects the game more than any other rookie on the field this season, offense or defense. That's my opinion. Yes. Right there with you. Oh. I mean, look what he did two weeks ago when he got us that cover. He went out there and broke noses. This is what you have to do at that level, break noses. Now, we have another game tonight. See, this is fun, and we have two more. Usually, we just do one game, and and that's it. And and we're done for the week. And then we can celebrate another winning week. But that's not the case. I always do them out of order on the show, so it works (laughs) out. (laughs) yeah right yeah we only have one usually but we have the Raiders and the Browns tonight too and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to talk about simply because we don't know who is going to be dressing tonight for the Browns we do have from one of their beat writers this is a list I have right now Nick Chubb the Ernest Johnson Joel Batonio JC Treader Wyatt Teller David Njoku Donovan Peoples-Jones Hollywood Higgins that's a T. Higgins, Anthony Schwartz, Miles Garrett, Tack McKinley, Anthony Walker Jr., Denzel Ward, John Johnson. That's greedy. And, and I think they're going to be okay. I, I think they have enough players to go for it. Nick Mullins is probably going to get to start tonight unless Baker Mayfield can come back. Now, Baker tells everyone who's listening this week that he hasn't felt this good since week two. 
Does that make believe? a difference in this game? Do you believe that? Never. Just like I told you about my heel earlier. If you asked me, if I had to play tennis today, and you asked me how I was feeling, I would tell you I feel great. I would never tell anybody that. Anything otherwise. Okay, so here's it's breaking news right now. Nick Mullins is going to start at quarterback for the Browns. Mayfield and Keenum still in COVID-19 protocols. And this is from Tom Pelissero. So that's a pretty legit thing. It's Nick Mullins' time. And Nick Mullins has been a starting quarterback for the uh, San Francisco 49ers. I think he was 5-7 and seven as a starter or 5-11, and 11, something like that. What do you think? I think he wasn't very good. No, but then neither is Baker. Um, I, he was at a not very good level under Baker considerably. Uh, he had his moments. So the question then becomes, who's your backup quarterback? Jarvis Landry? Oh, uh, no, they signed another guy off the practice squad. They added another guy to, pra- to the practice squad when Mullins came up. And I can't remember who it is. Didn't okay, they so- sign? What's that? Sean Oletta or somebody like that. They could have. They could have. But it's Nick Mullins' time, and here it is. So wouldn't that pretty much take this game off the board completely? It's off the board now. It's not on the board anywhere, but it will be by 2 o'clock. Let's see. I close that screen again, the play-up screen. Hold on, I'll let you know. If playoffs got it up there, come on here. Let me see NFL. Nope, it's not on the board. Neither are tomorrow night's games, for that matter. Only one game, Christmas, the day after Christmas, is up there. They're not putting games up on the board because they don't know who, what to put up there. We don't know who's playing. This, this pandemic has really caused some issues. Yeah, I'll. I mean, I'll watch tonight. Yeah, I'm gonna leave it alone too. But I, I wouldn't get anywhere near that, which kind of shows us how we feel about Vegas. <laughs> well, if they don't know, nobody does. And uh, at the end of the day, the Raiders are three three and zero against the spread on the road. That's not bad. The Browns are two five and zero against the spread at home. We'll give them the details, and then they can kind of figure it out. We've already told you that Nick Mullins is going to be the starter tonight. Uh, Kareem Hunt's out. But that's okay because this Dearness kid can run too. Now, the Raiders still have a slim playoff chance. Hunter Renfro, keep this. If you're playing Daily Fantasy, you're not going to want to miss this one. 30 receptions in his last three games. The, the problem is with the Raiders is they've allowed 12 giveaways in their last six games. And that was all after the bye week. So the Raiders are a turnover-prone team. The Browns are a banged-up team. Good luck tonight. (laughs) I'm going to watch that one. So here's what I'm going to do, Michael. I'm not even going to order pizza to be brought here. I don't even want to do that today. When I go to the grocery store in a little bit, I'm going to grab a couple of those jumbo pizzas, frozen ones, and doctor it up with my own mozzarella and pepperoni and sausage and call it a day. We have two. Huh? Some beverages. No, 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 no. I gave those up for uh, Lent 
and I continue that trend. Okay. No, I really did. Uh, Because my stomach was not feeling well from sometimes. Alcohol doesn't do good for my stomach anymore. There you go. Uh, Well, here, here, I'll put it to you this way. When I came back from camp, I bought an 18-pack of Michelob Ultra for the house, right? And now that, and you know when I got back from camp the first week of August, because you were the first person I told I got here. And uh, to make matters simple and easy, there are still 16 cans of beer in that case. Well, good man. Uh, What's that? You lose weight doing that too. That's what I, yeah, that was another, that was the main factor really. Because what happened? And then your feel better. Yeah, well. (laughs) Thanks, Dr. (laughs) Noonan. Great stuff today, partner. Well done, man. I, I try and touch on all parts of someone's life. Well, there you go. That's that's the empath in you, and, and that's appreciative. You can find Michael over at Phoenix Preacher on Twitter. And if you're so inclined, head on over to phoenixpreacher.net. That's where Michael's website is. You won't find much football talk there, but you'll find plenty of cats. And if you like Christianity and, and you want to see it, how it's done in real life, that's the site for you. All right, that's going to wrap it up for today's show. We want to thank Michael for being here. Thank PlayUp for presenting the show. Thank BetStamp for validating our picks done on this show. Never had an issue in 13 years, but all of a sudden we have. So we'll just double up. That's all. We have more accountability here and at Cash with Flash Best Bets than probably anyone else. Five separate eyes see that picks every single day. Everything that we make, including including people that probably don't want to see them because they all win. Until next time, you all take care of yourselves. Be good, and most importantly... Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. Thanks for listening to The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page.